Listener Production. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ha! Huh? Science Explained with me, Matthew Ages, science journalist with Cosmos magazine. Twice each week, we answer life's questions, big or small. And today, we're delving into one of the most important questions for the existence of our planet. When is the sun going to blow up? To understand how our sun and other stars like it die, we need to tell the story of how they lived. Our sun is 700,000 kilometres in diameter. It's a type of star called a yellow dwarf. That name might come across as a bit of a misnomer because it actually glows white. Recently, at least in astronomical terms, the sun is believed to have celebrated its four billionth birthday. It's only just hit middle age. And since its birth, it's been fuelled by hydrogen gas, the first element of the periodic table. At birth, the sun started out as a nebula of gas and dust. The magic ingredient that pulled it all together was gravity. The gravitational forces created between the nebula's particles began to drag them towards each other, coalescing into what we'll call a matter ball that spun faster and faster. As it spun, the ball scooped up more and more matter, growing larger and larger, heating up more and more, and glowing brighter and brighter. Eventually, this spinning space ball hit temperatures of 15 million degrees Celsius, creating the perfect conditions to kick off nuclear fusion reactions. You might know the phrase nuclear fusion because of ongoing research here on Earth, which could provide electricity without having to burn coal or gas, split atoms, or build solar panels. Fusion scientists are effectively trying to create a mini-sun by emulating what's going on at the heart of our nearest star. Recent reports from California's Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory have created a bit of a breakthrough as well when it comes to igniting this reaction. So watch this space. But so far, they've only managed to keep these fusion reactions going for a maximum of five seconds. So we still have a little way to go yet. The sun, however, has over four billion years of experience running its own nuclear fusion reactions. This big energy ball is being acted on by two forces. Gravity is pushing inwards on the sun, gathering that matter together. All the energy created by the hydrogen reactions in the core, released in the form of light and heat, is pushing outwards. That creates a lot of pressure internally, which prevents this super-hot sphere collapsing in on itself. These forces are in balance. Now, when hydrogen atoms bump into each other, the pressure is so immense, they fuse together and become helium. These chain reactions repeat over and over and over again, over the course of 10 billion years. 
Right now, the Sun has swelled to a size sufficient for its gravity to pull many other space bodies into its sphere of influence. That includes us here on Earth, but also the other planets, asteroids, comets, and other objects nearby in space. Our own Sun is, itself, orbiting something else, the centre of our galaxy, the Milky Way. A Sun year, so the time that it takes to orbit the Milky Way, lasts 230 million years by our Earth standards. That's a long time. It sucks when you're driving your car, looking for a service station, with the red light on the dash blinking insistently at you, and then the car slows down. You're out of gas. And there's nothing you can do. You're stuck on the side of the road. Fortunately, you can call for help, assuming you have a helpful mate on speed dial to come to your rescue. Unfortunately for the sun, there's no star service station and certainly no helpful mechanic to come and top it up when it's running low on gas. Right now, our yellow dwarf sun is a bit like a trendy 20-something. They're burning bright, living it up. Everyone, the planets, asteroids, comets, and little bits of space debris wants to get around its sphere of influence. And as it grows older, the sun keeps burning brighter as the hydrogen fusion process moves from the heart of its core towards the surface. Now, while it's happening very slowly, this process boosts the sun's brightness by about 10% every billion years. Unfortunately for us, this means the amount of heat bombarding our little blue marble is increasing. Eventually, though not for a billion years or so, fortunately, all of our surface water is going to be vaporised and our planet will be scorched into an uninhabitable rock. Let's hope we invent warp drive before then, eh? In about 5 billion years, all of the sun's hydrogen, under that immense solar pressure, will have bumped into itself for the last time. We've reached peak fusion, maximum helium, hydrogen, and that spells trouble for our home planet. Because the sun is no longer fusing, outward pressure drops. Gravity starts winning the solar arm wrestle and our sun starts to feel a bit woozy. The sun's core, at least as we know it, dies. But that's not the end of the story. This is really just the solar equivalent of a midlife crisis. Now, whereas a human being in middle age might fulfil the stereotype of having a facelift, buying a sports car, and dating someone, say, 20 years their junior, our sun will go absolutely off its rocker. With no hydrogen in the core left, the sun's core begins to crumple. This increases the sun's internal temperature and ignites a hydrogen shell on the exterior of its core. This causes our star to progressively glow red and expand outwards over hundreds of millions of years. It's as if a pufferfish had just enlarged itself from a tiny size. Our sun is now what's called a red giant. No longer does it have the 700,000 kilometres of diameter that it had when it was a yellow dwarf. Now it's hundreds of millions of kilometres in diameter. 
For the sake of comparison, think of our sun as it is now as being the size of a sesame seed. A red giant would be, by comparison, at least the size of a basketball. Speaking of basketballs, make sure you look up our episode on how many basketballs you can actually fit into the sun after you've finished this one. The solar burst from the red giant mutilates Mercury, vaporizes Venus, and annihilates the Earth. Mars will cop a mighty beating as well. To top it all off, the habitable zone of our solar system, which is where liquid water can exist, is suddenly now the region where Jupiter and Saturn are. In its red giant phase, the Sun starts chewing through its remaining hydrogen shell. And over the course of another billion years, it will transform its small remnant of hydrogen into helium and continue to eject its remaining outer layers into the surrounding solar system. When all of the hydrogen is gone, helium now begins to fuse into heavier elements like carbon and oxygen, a process that takes another billion years or so. Eventually, helium will run out and another collapse of the core happens. This time round, though, it goes small, very small. With no more gases igniting to push outwards, the sun's core shrinks under the force of gravity to become a white dwarf. At this point, our solar centre will be about the size of the Earth today, but it will have a mass almost as great as when it was rolling around as a yellow dwarf billions of years earlier. We could probably call this stage retirement. With no more reactions to generate energy, the sun slowly cools down, getting duller and duller until it emits no light at all. This theoretical state is known as a black dwarf, but the process takes so many billions of years that none have been seen or even confirmed to exist yet. Considering our universe is best estimated to be just shy of 14 billion years, no star is yet old enough to reach this stage. The upshot of this is that you don't need to worry about whether to open that term deposit or start planning for your retirement. Our planet will still have a long history ahead of it, even when we're long gone. Don't forget to listen to some of our other Ha! Science Explained episodes. Check out our very first episode, in fact, How Do Scientists Know How Old the Earth Is? And another titled, How Many Basketballs Can We Fit Into the Sun? And for the latest in science news, don't forget to check out The Science Briefing, also available here on the Listener app. And head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next time for another Huff Science Explained. 